0: You're listening to South Niagara Conversations, a podcast presented by the South Niagara Chambers of Commerce, along with 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM. Here are your hosts, Dolores Fabiano and Andrew Billis.
1: Good morning and thanks to everyone who's joined us for our South Niagara Conversation series. For those of you who are tuning in from afar, we represent the communities of Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, Fort Coburn, Wainfleet, Welland and Pelham. We're located in southern Ontario, a wonderful place to live, work, and play. This morning, Andrew Billis from 105.1 The River and 101.1 More FM joins me as co-host. That's always a mouthful. Good morning, Andrew. How are you?
2: Good morning, Dolores. Thanks for having me. I'm great. It's beautiful, uh, snowy morning. Sure is. Oh, nowhere else better to be but in your uh, home office on a Zoom call.
1: <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, I wanna give a shout out to our sponsor, the Small Business Enterprise Center, City of Niagara Falls. They're great supporters of our chamber and of our local business community. Andrew, this morning, we're gonna put you on the hot seat along with our other guests as we discuss the different options that businesses have to promote themselves. You don't have to spend a fortune to make an impact. There's lots of options and we're gonna hear from the experts what makes the most sense. Andrew, who do we have joining us this morning?
2: Uh, Dolores, this morning we welcome Leanne Cressman, advertising sales supervisor with Star Metro Land Media, and Mike Cressman, owner of CA4. Leanne, let's start with you. You've been in the print media business for a long time. What's the biggest change you've seen in your industry?
3: Oh, wow. The biggest change I would say in our industry is really going from print to digital. Mm like trying to convert our clients into thinking that they they need sorry that they don't need digital you know like getting them to actually advertise in both outlooks as opposed to just the print section right our newspaper is not dead we have a print section still that is fully vibrant and people are still purchasing it and then we also have our digital subscribers who are now seeing our newspaper online so Trying to help our clients to move in that direction is what we've been doing for the last 10 or 15 years now. So it's been a long a long process and we're slowly getting there. A lot of my clients are doing both digital and print. And I think that's key. Yeah,
1: that's I get what key. you're saying. I remember, and Mike, uh, you can help me with the dates, but when Ken Kayoma was the mm-hmm. uh, publisher here in Welland the Trib. Um, yeah. I remember having the conversation so was that like 10 years ago
0: yeah it's got to be 10 yeah. to 10 12 years ago yeah 10,
1: 12 years ago okay because in my head everything is five years ago but I, I yeah. knew it was longer than that but I remember having this conversation with him where he he was saying yeah you know like this is where it's going and you know uh, people are going to be reading the newspaper online and I and I kept saying not me I like, you know, snapping my newspaper back, folding the page, taking my time, reading it. I I just can't see myself reading my morning paper online. And here we are in the last five years, I read my newspaper online, nowhere else, right? We actually have a bunch of um, friends that we talk to
3: often and they're always like, yep, I read it from front to back. It's the first thing I do in the morning. And that's our generation. We know that the generation... Like our parents, they're still subscribing. My mom still subscribes. She still sees our, our, uh, my headshot in the paper and she'll be like, oh, great, great section last week, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's, it's good. But then there's the, yeah, you get it on your phone right away. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. all done through Facebook and, um, Twitter. You can get all of your stories like that and you can get right onto our
1: websites really quickly. It's quite, it's quite phenomenal. So, it is. And I, I want to I want to bring Mike into this conversation. But but before we go there, I want to go back to Andrew and ask you the same question that you asked Leanne. What's the biggest change that you've seen in your industry in radio?
2: Uh, I think I think recently the biggest changes internally have been. Um, the, the olden days of radio and I go back to 101 the planet. So late nineties, mm-hmm. like old school, um, mm-hmm. uh, I had a, a little hiatus where I ran my own marketing company for about 15 years and came back and it, it, it kind of caught me how much had changed internally. Um, the reps are responsible for putting in their own orders their own creative their own everything gets put into a system internally whereas the old days you would write it down on a piece of paper hand it to somebody at the desk and then your hands were free <laughs> so it was, it's it's changed a little bit that uh, externally i think one of the best changes is, is that our analytics like we can follow so much more closely um who's listening when they're listening demographics um a, a lot of that is, is a lot more traceable um, our online listening is phenomenal, especially during COVID. The numbers for online listeners have has grown incredibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's an opportunity to have uh, an online sales for, for the radio as well. Um, it's something simple. You're working at home. You click it on and away you go. Um, with devices such as Amazon and Google and all that, it's as easy as, and I don't want to say it, but Alexa turn on (laughs) on 105.1, Oh, you did hear me too. It beeped on there. So I don't want the radio to start playing in the background, (laughs) but you can as simple as get the radio to start playing um, while you're sitting at home and just say, you know, turn on, you you know, the saying, I don't want to say it again because it's going to, it's going to start. I know it will. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that's pretty much the biggest changes is just the way we deliver the radio and that's, yeah, that's part of the biggest changes.
1: It's so interesting. I never thought of it, but it makes sense that that listenership, that's the right word, listenership, yep. Yep. Uh, would have gone up during COVID because people want to be tuned in. They want to, you know, hear what's going on and, uh, and they want local news, which, which is harder and harder to get, right?
2: Yeah, correct. It's, it's definitely harder to get, uh, especially on your phone, you'll go on and you'll see the big national stuff. Um, if you go, like Leanne was saying, if you go to Facebook and Twitter, you can definitely follow your local papers, which is good. I do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I get more on the radio, though. No, I'm just
1: kidding. Um, <laughs> and it has begun. <laughs> yeah, I know, right?
2: Here we go. We're gonna have the battle of, of paper and radio. I, I, I support both. I think both work well together. So I'm not saying anything bad.
3: You want to compare um, three, uh, digital view page views?
2: Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> How many page views a month do you guys get?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, well, ha- you have to ask my brother. He knows all the answers on that one. <laughs>
1: So Mike, let's bring you in. I mean, you were in the print media world for a long, long time. Uh, You've had your own um, consulting firm um, for a number of years now, and you work with radio stations, you work with print media, you, you are into the social media, you work with a number of clients, different sizes, different industries. You are our local media guru. And so what, what are you seeing? Like, where are people, what are, what are your customers most comfortable with and where do you see, you know, all of this going in terms of where people are, are advertising and how consumers are, are um, um, accessing the information?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I uh, first of all, I've never been called a guru before, so that's quite go. interesting, but uh, I, I think Andrew and Leanne both make very good points and, and legacy um, media industries such as newspaper and radio have evolved dramatically over over the last say ten years, but but m- even more so over the last five years. And and both industries have done a wonderful job of adding new um, digital components, new offerings to their to their legacy businesses, right? So they they have more to offer to their their customers than they ever have before, and and in fact they're able to do a better job for their customers than they ever were before because. Now it's not. N- neither industry is just focused on their core product, right? They have all these other offerings, and 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 for for local businesses, uh, you know, they have the opportunity to deal with, uh, you know, Leanne or Andrew or one of the reps, uh, you know, at, at the place, and and they can maybe just deal with one uh, rep as opposed to in the past having to deal with, you know, all kinds of reps for all kinds of different things. Um, that's the one thing that I've seen uh, over the years is that uh, the world has shrunk. Right. So Mm -hmm. it used to be that you, you, you offered your core product and, and that was it. Right. And if you wanted radio, you went to the radio guy. If you wanted newspaper, you went to the newspaper person, the billboard person. And, and, and now, um, there's a lot of kind of that cross selling. Right. And, um, things have changed so dramatically, but, uh, I, would like to take credit for the saying, but I think I stole it somewhere along the line. Uh, everything has changed, but nothing is different. Um, Mm -hmm. So advertising, marketing, and the principles, and the concepts, what we're trying to accomplish, what businesses are trying to accomplish, is the exact same as it was 25 years ago. Um, the only thing that has changed is that the vehicles in which we do this has changed, right? So, um, you know, 25 years ago, we could be in the, on the radio and in the newspaper, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever the number, and, and maybe buy a billboard, and, and we knew we had cut everything covered off. And the layers have just been, there's, there's way more layers than there. There used to be right um, with, with Google and, and social Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I just uh, did my very first Snapchat um, by the other day for somebody. Mm. Um, so we're, you know, it's, so all of those things are new and they're different, but it's the exact same concept, right? We want uh, to help our advertisers, our partners put their message in front of the right person at the right time with the right offer. And whether that's through the newspaper or that's through the radio or it's through Google, um, that concept hasn't changed. Um, and, and I think both Andrew and Leanne also hit on uh, the, the, the other important point that I think uh, kind of maybe gets glazed over a little bit is that the legacy uh, industries and all industries, and, and whether you're a local business or a big business you have to accept that people consume content in all of these different ways. Right. So regardless of what, how you, you might be a great Instagram person. Um, but that doesn't mean that all of your potential customers are on Instagram. It's just, that's, that's one of the things that we talk to a lot of businesses that we work with is that um, you know, we, we, we have to make sure that we understand that people are consuming content in all of these different ways. And if we want to get our message in front of people, we got to make sure that we're embracing all of these different, uh, you know, vehicles, content vehicles.
1: Yeah. And that's, it, it's so confusing because every day it, it seems like there's something new. We just had um, a meeting. Uh, we're, we're launching a new product for our members in the coming weeks. And we had a, a meeting earlier this week and uh, they were getting all of the um, um, marketing collateral stuff ready for us. And they said, "Okay, how are you going to be sending this out? You know, Twitter, Facebook." And they asked us about TikTok, and I started to laugh. And it's like, "Oh, dear God! Now, now, now we need to use TikTok or, or figure that out." So it it feels like there's there's so many options out there. That I don't know, maybe I'm just old. It's impossible to understand them all. Um, but what I do appreciate is I I've been able to work with both Leanne and, and Andrew and 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 Scott um before Andrew um on a couple of shop local initiatives over the last few years. And you guys really know your stuff and um what I find is even when I say, okay, I, I think I want to spend this much in radio. Um, you know, you've come back and said to me, that might be too much for radio. Like, why don't you do this much in radio? And maybe you might want to put a little into, you know, this or that. I, I think that's fantastic that you would be that honest with me because you guys are the experts. I don't know where this marketing money should go. I'm counting on you guys. And, um, I really thought that was, um, You know just just a very professional thing to do to give me the right advice um to get the best value for my spend and mike of course you're you're always there to to provide some guidance on that too (laughs) that's the guru part and (laughs) and
0: that's that's i i think in a nutshell that's what's changed most about uh this industry uh over the past few years like like we touched on is that there is no one solution anymore. Right. Right. So, so uh, you know, my tip to anybody, any local business dealing with anybody is that you've got to make sure that they're not just pushing you towards one product because no one product is, is going to be able to, you know, do you enough justice and get your message out enough. It it, it just, it just can't be right. So you got to find somebody that you trust. You got to be able to ask some questions, you that you as the business owner, you don't necessarily need to understand all of these vehicles. You don't even need to like them all. You just have to trust the person that you're dealing with and understand that you know that people are using these vehicles, whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. Um, so, so Dolores, you don't have to get a TikTok account anytime soon. <laughs>
1: it's not going to happen. Believe me. Can you imagine?
3: Do you have an idea for a small business? Maybe you're trying to grow a business that you've already started. Whatever the case, the Niagara Falls Small Business Enterprise Centre is a community service that is here to help. Offering entrepreneurs the tools to start and grow their businesses, the Small Business Enterprise Centre is your one stop for free business information and advice. Serving Niagara Falls and South Niagara, learn more about how we can help you and your business succeed at Falls.ca/sbec.
1: Like, are, are your customers, uh, Leanne and Andrew, are your customers actually asking for analytics and, and impressions? And uh, so, do they, they understand um, that world enough that, that they are asking for those things? I would say it's 50 50 for us right now. Um,
3: there are customers that are asking uh, monthly to sit down and have a, co- a quick conversation and go over what they're doing digitally. Um, just to check in and see how it's working. Um, and then there's others that aren't. And those are the ones that I'm always saying, okay, let's get together. Let's set a time. And we, we do, we set a time and we go over their reports. It's, the report is fantastic because it measures your results, right? Right. So it's important. You need to have those for any of your digital campaigns. So we do go over those with all of our clients that do digital ads with us. And it's not just uh, digital display ads with us. It's Google ads. It's social ads. um, TikTok, probably. I haven't sold one yet, but (laughs) TikTok, all of that stuff. (laughs) It's all coming. We're a media company now. We're not just a newspaper anymore. And that, I guess, is another one of our biggest changes. Right. Five, 10 years ago. So
1: Yeah. 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 Andrew, how about you? Uh,
2: yeah, we try and provide it to them, whether they ask for it or not. We want, we want them to be aware of what they're getting for, uh, for their dollar. Uh, radio is a, a very affordable buy right now, thanks to COVID. So it's, uh, when we show them the numbers, how many impressions they're getting per dollar, it's, it's ridiculous how many impressions you're getting. Um, but we try and provide that for um, the online, for the terrestrial radio, for anything that we happen to put on the web. We have all those numbers available as well. And I, I think if you you inform them more of you know the cost per impression, it's is definitely a, a strong statement these days. People are like, well, how many people am I reaching for this dollar? They they want to know where it's going. Mm-hmm. So I think the more you inform them, um, the better they feel about spending the money. Because money it's it's definitely changed too. I think big part of the industry is as soon as COVID hit, everybody just wanted to shut down. Like the first thing to go, a lot of it was marketing money. Um, You know, if if you're not open, there's still reasons to advertise, but obviously you're going to want to cut back or stop it all altogether if you don't have that income coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a different creature all around, not only just for changes, but COVID's definitely changed a lot of this as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of always the first reaction, eh? When when times are tough for a business... The first thing they want to cut back on is their advertising, which doesn't make sense because if times are tough, you you need to do whatever you can to get as much business uh, Mm -hmm. as you can, and uh, it it just doesn't make sense to to stop pushing the message out.
2: Yeah, there's Um, there's an old um, thing we used to use for radio. I mean, it it works for all marketing and everything. It's and it's the buying ladder. And it, it'll go to fast food. If I ask you to name uh, fast food places, you will either stop or stutter at seven. So you'll say McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, Harvey's, you'll get through them and then you'll be like, uh, and, and it's the same for every category. Some categories are a little bit smaller for buying ladders, but if you're in that top seven, you're not in the game. So the idea was to get you branded to that top tier. And when people stop, they just fall right off that list you know I say fast food the first thing you're going to tell me is McDonald's
0: right
2: not they're the best not they're the cheapest Mike might think they're the best because I heard he's got a two year old diet or something (laughs) (laughs) delicious (laughs) uh, Delicious um, chicken fingers there you go they uh they just have advertised marketed, and branded themselves so well that you know the I'm loving it slogan and and it just resonates in your head you know so it's it's all about getting into that top of the ladder. So when the, when the clients are thinking about, oh, I need to cut my marketing, they're just hurting themselves more. So it's, we've had clients that have had to adjust in pricing their marketing, cut it back a little bit, but to keep that going, you know, you want to stay in that buying ladder for sure.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning, right? But mm-hmm. I can remember what's in a Big Mac from the commercial from when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I can, I can yeah. rhyme it all off. All of the ingredients. You, you know the commercial I'm talking about? Well, let's hear it. Balls <laughs> beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, onions, pickles on a sesame seed bun. There yeah. you go. Good job, Dolores. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Is it lunch break now?
1: <laughs> We're getting Just going there. to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah. to
2: McDonald's right after this.
1: <laughs> but you make such a good point, right? Like that had to be 30 years ago, 40 years ago.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, let's so, stop right there.
0: So when you were, when you were like four, so the, yeah. the, the so it's been, a, it's been a really weird time the last couple of years, because not only kind of going through pandemic and businesses being closed, but we've seen like really weird things, like You know, car dealerships have no cars on the lot. Right. Um, you know, my hot tub pool guys, I, I work with a bunch right across the country. They have no hot tubs, right? So, you know, it's been some really interesting conversations because money's coming in like, like car guys or, you know, car dealerships, hot dogs, like they're selling lots. It's just, they're having to sell it differently. And, um, you know, so our conversations have been along the lines of what Andrew's talking about. Like, it's not necessarily about today. It's about making sure that we're, you know, staying in, in view of pe- for, for people. Right. Um, but yeah, it's a struggle, right? Like, you know, I've got guys that are kind of out West or whatever. And, a hot tub, like they've sold their hot tubs for the rest of the year. Like they know that every hot tub that they're getting in to the store is sold. So they're selling into next year. And it's only like, what, February? It's not even March yet. Right. So for those guys, it's really difficult to say, okay, Hey, let's keep, let's keep this spend going. Right. But it's about, it's about changing the focus of what the advertising message is. Right. So Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we're not spending as much, but we are still spending and, and our motivations are different than they once were. Um, and that's where it's really important for businesses to be working with somebody uh, that's going to help them kind of figure out what the motivation is. Like I go back to the analytics conversation that Leanne and Andrew were both saying, and, and yeah, most businesses aren't terribly interested or and as involved in their analytics as they need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that analytics tells you the whole story, right? It's, uh, Leanne and I laugh about how easy is it, it would have been 15 years ago if we could have told them, "Hey, you buy an ad in the newspaper, and this is how many people are going to see it, and this is how many people are going to end up in your store," kind of thing, right? And that's mm-hmm. that's what can be done with t- with today's technology. And I mean, the businesses I work with, they don't necessarily have time to do that. What, which is why they have us around to right. do that analytical piece for them. Um, but yeah, like businesses today, like it's so important to to Understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing. Why are you spending that money? What are you hoping to accomplish with it? And work with somebody that can help take you down that journey, so that it's not just, "Hey, we spent three grand this month, and I don't know, we sold a bunch of stuff, so it must be working." Um, you know, that's great if that's w- if you are selling a bunch of stuff, but very rarely is it that simple, right? So, you know, make sure you're working with somebody that's going to be able to dig into those analytics and figure out, "Hey, we should shift some money from here to here." Cause this is working better than this. Right. Um, the set and forget stuff is just, you know, we can't afford to do that anymore. There's so many ad vehicles mm-hmm. um, and they all perform differently for each business. And, and it, you just can't afford to, well, most businesses can't afford to say, oh yeah, we spent five grand and I don't know, I think it's working. Um, yeah. There
1: really is a psychology around it, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like it, it's the, it, and, and having a business most business owners that any of us would be dealing with in an ag region they the business owner wears so many hats or their manager or their whoever it is that's dealing with this stuff for them that they're just running in 100 different directions so sometimes it is difficult for them to really get a grasp of it but it it is something that i think is uh you know it's it's absolutely important uh -hmm. to not you know just throw money at it anymore
2: on your on your topic about the auto dealers i just want to expand on that a little how they're uh, a lot because i know a lot of them with us even are, are very lean if if at all there um and i think it's being able to identify what their message should be people aren't buying as many new cars because there's not as many new cars out there so they're keeping their older cars which is they're they're having to be serviced so the presentation to them should be hey we want to focus on your service ads. We want to focus and get your service department busy because that's where you're making your money. Um, I've heard problems with parts and stuff like that, but that's starting, I think, a little bit to lighten up. Um, I know with the tire industry, there's tire problems, but it's uh, acquiring tires, that is. But I I know it's, um, I think it's trying to identify the message of if things have shifted because of COVID, where to advertise, where to get that revenue from. And I mean, obviously the, the owner of the company knows best where that is. And I think you need to focus on that rather than just advertising in general with them, right? Like you really need to dig in now and try and pinpoint where the revenue stream is. And if not, then try and help them create one, like a different avenue on on how to create it.
3: Yeah. I actually um, work with a lot of real estate agents and home builders, and we're having the same issue in a sense where there's um, no listings because the market has changed so much since COVID. So, our brand, like our change and shift in advertising, went from listings to branding the agent and making sure that people know who is still working in the market. So it's the exact same thing as the car dealership world, it's just a different industry. But that's one of the things that has definitely uh, changed in the last two years since COVID, trying to get them to realize that they still need to market their their faces and their their services you know consistently
0: it it all fits together right like understanding why you're doing what you're doing is more important than it ever was picking the right vehicles to advertise that message and then looking at the analytics afterwards right so that's the ability that you know andrew and leanne and you know some of the local media companies um everybody has the ability to do that now Um, so we're a lot of those variables have been removed. Uh, Andrew, I'm sure you've heard the story. It's an old radio story. I worked in radio for a very, very short time, years and years ago, and, and it was a car dealer, ran a huge uh, uh, weekend sale, didn't buy anything other than radio. And um, they were asking everybody how they heard about the sale on the way in. And people were saying newspaper. And it wasn't. It was. It, it wasn't, they did no newspaper ads. It was just that the customer didn't really care They were just well, whatever was top of mind, right? So we're sleeping on the couch tonight. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, but we're so. But but so the the point the point of that though was it it, it's we were in the old days we had to depend on the person telling us how they found out about us, and that was never accurate, right? Because the person their 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 level of care of answering that question was really small right? Like they don't really, they, you know, I'm here to buy something. Like, I, I don't know. I, my friend told me, I, who cares? Just give me the car kind of thing. Right. So we're so far beyond that. And, and I think that that's Andrew and, and Leanne, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, defining your message, but it's defining your message so you can understand what you're doing so that the analytics make sense at the, on the back end. Right.
1: Yeah. You know, my, my biggest concern um, over the past few years is that businesses have really been in survival mode, right? Like, what do I need to do today to keep my doors open today, right? And so th- there hasn't been a lot of thought into what am I going to do as I come out of this? How how am I positioning my business so that it's still relevant uh, post-pandemic? And, uh, you, you, you know, I think that promoting your business, advertising your business, having uh, you know, a great marketing campaign is something that that people just haven't, hasn't been on their radar because they've been in survival mode. And I think, um, you know, I hope that as as we're coming out of this, um, that they are starting to, to focus on that and, um, you know, just really looking at, okay, I'm, I'm still here, uh, I'm still relevant, and now I need to make sure that everybody out there knows. Are you guys starting to see any, Pick up as we're coming out of uh, out of the pandemic, Leanne and Andrew. Yes, I would say it's
3: um, starting to pick up for sure. A lot of my clients continued, which was nice throughout the pandemic, um, but now it's about obtaining more clients too, yeah. right? And like um, it's just getting in front of them, making sure that they understand what we have to offer, and um, the the newspaper, all of our. Our whole company star Metroland media, we're offering all of these really great packages right now. We're trying to help the businesses out just offering all the extras, right? like the digital with some print, you know that I, I think it's working. I think we're getting there, you know like people are starting to wake up.
1: Mm-hmm. You, you know what we're and I'm gonna come to you, Andrew because I, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but we're starting to see the same like the past two years, we've been creating all kinds of opportunities for our members, some really amazing opportunities. Mm -hmm. And it's been painful trying to get people to take advantage of them. Like Mm -hmm. to just, here's a program that's totally free, that's going to promote what you're doing, or is going to give you some exposure, or is going to help you with some training or whatever it is. Like, like, you know, a, a hundred different programs to suit every different type of member that we have out there. But to get them engaged was so, so incredibly difficult because, because they were so focused on the day-to-day, right? And they really couldn't focus on anything beyond what was right in front of them, which was, is my business going to be open tomorrow? Am I going to have people showing up for work? Like like just real day-to-day issues. So I I, I, um, I get where you're coming from. We We really... Um, yeah, it was tough. Andrew?
2: Yeah. I I, I, First one that was the tough one was the restaurant industry because those poor folks, they they got shut down, opened up, shut down, opened up. Restriction, not restriction, indoor, outdoor. They they got beat pretty hard. So a lot of them are coming back around. I think everybody else is kind of feeling like a, a Christmas present wrapped in July that was just waiting to burst out of the package, right? Like it's just they want to go, go, go now. Like, and there's definitely reasons too, if we're getting restrictions lifted and all these restrictions are lifted and hopefully things stay nice and flat and we can just kind of ease our way out of this. Um, but yeah, definitely I've seen a turnaround where people are showing more interest and, and you can tell just by somebody calling you back or not calling you back or, it, and it's changing now it's changing where you're talking to somebody and they're like, definitely let's get, let's get moving on this. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely been a change
1: good that's good news yeah I um so I I know that we're getting close to uh wrapping it all up but I, I um I, I'm just wondering from from your perspective Andrew and and Leanne um is advertising still a good a good profession to pursue uh, you know if there's a young person out there who wants to get into your business into your field what <laughs> are what you advice, laughing what, what advice <laughs> would you give them I mean it used to be I I mean I can I can still remember many of the advertising professionals that I've dealt with throughout the years, um, all, you know, great. And, and it was a a really great uh, profession to pursue. Is that still the case? I mean, as kids are are graduating and looking at opportunities, what advice would you give them? I would say it's still a great, um, it's still great profession
3: to, uh, to go after for sure. As long as you're a go-getter and you, um, have the knowledge for the digital world, basically every, every company that I think sells advertising sells digital now. So, um, learn that, learn your social media, learn TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) especially for the gen, the new generation coming out. Um, I think it's a great, A great opportunity for anybody yeah they just you just have to be a go-getter and not be afraid of the no i guess and just keep going right just keep pushing
1: right Right. andrew uh
2: well as a long-time radio guy i i'm definitely can say that this was and this is the reason i came back to radio because during the pandemic my company actually took a little bit of a hit too and i didn't need to i was just going to wrap it up and be done uh, but then Rob White had called me and said, uh, hey, I'm going back to the radio station. We're looking for sales guys. And about six months later, I finally said, yeah, OK, let's go back. And I forget how much fun it can be in radio. Uh, it's a great profession if you have that. You have to have an outgoing personality. You have to be able to connect with people quickly, um, not be shy of if somebody says no to you and, and you get hurt feelings about it and walk away and say, oh, I'm just so deflated. It's going to happen. It's, it's just part of the job. But radio is so much fun. You concerts, I mean, when, when COVID wasn't around, you concerts, events, bar nights, uh, remotes, like all these different things that were incorporated into the radio that made it a lot more fun. And it's such a great job that, um, I mean, now with COVID, we're kind of stuck in our home offices and we're not really doing face-to-face as, as little as possible. We're starting to get back to face-to-face. But during COVID, it was mostly phone calls, Zoom and Teams and all that. Um, but the fun part of it is if you, if you don't want to be tied to a desk or sitting and uh, putting something in a box all day, you know, you can be out on the road, stop for a coffee, have a lunch meeting with somebody. It's it's a nice job where you have a little bit of freedom to get out and enjoy yourself. So, yeah, it's definitely a good profession to get into. You just mm-hmm. have to have the right kind of um personality. I think there's certain people that would want to do it that just wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I don't mean to offend somebody, but it's it's not something that I, I can teach you how to use radio and how audio works and everything like that. But to get that personality, that internal personality, that's something you can't teach. So I think for the right person, it's a, it's a fantastic career and a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I always say um, it's my own business. Like I work for Star Metroland Media. I work for the review, the standard, the tribune, Niagara this week, right? Like, but it's my own business. I'm doing what I can to be my own boss in a sense. Right. So trying to just keep selling and keep, keep going and running it as I would, if it was my own business.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's convenient for that. Mm -hmm. Mike, I know you wanted to add something to this.
0: Yeah, no, you know what? It's a spectacular world. Um, I, I think uh, being a go-getter, yeah. And then I, I think the, ba- the, the, the next biggest attribute is being comfortable with being uncomfortable um, because the world is evolving so quickly. Uh, so if it, you're looking for an industry where you just show up and uh, you, know, you do the same job for the next 20 years, it's, this isn't it, right? Uh, uh, what we know today is going to be so much different uh, a week from now. And uh, Andrew and Leanne both kind of touched on dealing with people. Uh, These last two years, in many ways, have have, uh, sucked. (laughs) Um, But these last two years, in more ways, have been inspiring. Uh, I get to deal with all kinds of different businesses. And every single day to see how passionate people are about being successful in what they do. And how many people I work with that basically said, go F yourself, COVID. We're going to figure this out. Um, it it like it's it's awesome. People are awesome. Dealing with businesses and and drawing on that inspiration on a daily basis is is tremendous. It's it's a spectacular industry. It, it's not easy at all, but it, it for the right person, it's it's uh, you know you really truly. I don't know if Andrew and Leanne feel the same way, but it's awesome to leave a meeting knowing that you've helped somebody. And in a small way, um, what we do helps you know, their, their business become more successful. And uh, these last two years, like, so I've been at this now for 15, 16 years or whatever it is. And these last two years have, have maybe been the best years through all this, this darkness and ugliness, um, you know, my faith in people and how passionate people are and, and screw it. We're going to figure this out. My uncle owns a little restaurant in the city and, and, you know, there, there he was working, you know, Monday to Friday, nine to five, taking takeout orders, um, anything to get by, anything to make sure that it worked. And that to me was super inspiring.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: awesome industry because we get to work with people like that every day.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Wow. Uh, Andrew, what, what a great conversation this morning, huh?
0: That was a good chat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we had more time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's time to, uh, to wrap it up. Thank you so much, the three of you, for uh, just providing us with some great, great insight. I, I really appreciate it. Um, Next week, we're going to welcome Angela Davidson. She's the Economic Development Officer for the City of Niagara Niagara Falls. Um, She'll be sharing some of the exciting things that are happening in this world-renowned community. To all of our listeners, send us the topics that you're talking about because we want to talk about them too. Thanks again for tuning in and have yourselves a wonderful day.